Um, but it's weird because it's like I don't like it here. Um, I've lived here 21 years and I, I'm sick of San Francisco. Um, I hate it. But when I got all these like German asshole tourists like making fucking fun of San Francisco, I just get immediately into like Johnny Cochran defense attorney mode. <laughs> Like there's all these guys that are like there's lots of uh, poop on the street here in San Francisco and I'm like hold on we're trying our best guys like <laughs> we're we're working on it you know and they're like always like oh there's a lot of like uh, people with mental illness here in America we do not have that in Germany <laughs> and I'm like oh yeah <laughs> why <laughs> I was also not really funny I was kind of blown off steam because those guys suck like they don't understand how like tipping works and I just. I, I don't like them. I, uh, let's see, related to that, actually, I don't want to backload this with, like, you know, Nazi material, but um, <laughs> I, uh, I ha I've had this weird thing where, like, a lot of people, you know, they know that, like, Hitler was a painter, but I've had this similar experience where they're like, oh, yeah, he was a painter. Like, what were his paintings like? And I was like, we have the internet. You can Google that. So they, like, Google it, and they're always like, wow, he was actually, like, you know, pretty good at it. <laughs> which is it's kind of weird. But they're always like, I, I think they're surprised that he's, like, a competent painter. Um, he's not, you know, he's not, like, killing in the painting game or anything, but he's, like, he can, he can do it, you know. But I'm like, I don't understand why, like, what do people think his paintings were like like if his paintings sucked he would not have gotten away with that shit like if his paintings were just like a stick figure of a guy with a hitler mustache stabbing someone people would have been like hmm, maybe we should check that guy out like of course they're confident <laughs> i don't know i'm, I'm just kind of like testing out shit i thought of when i was high yesterday which is probably not a good idea uh let's try one more i speak this language uh it's a very stupid language to know it's called yiddish Oh, you guys know it? A lot of people think it's a dead language, which I always uh, correct them. I'm like, no, it's a dying language. <laughs> um, I like it. I like it. I like it, though, because it's like a very, I feel like it's a very inherently funny language. Like, for example, like the word, there's a word, fargegangen, which is like, that's too many Gs. And you're like, what does that word mean? Like, shart? You know, it's like, got to be something hilarious. No, that's just the verb for go. <laughs> like, that's like the most common verb ever. <laughs> But it's like weird because it's like the only people that I can communicate with in Yiddish are like my grandparents and like Hasidic Jews. And I don't know if you like know about them. They don't really have them here. They're more in New York. Both of these groups share a common interest in complaining about my life decisions. So like every conversation I have is like, why aren't you an architect? Why aren't you in fucking synagogue? Like, shut up, dude. They're like, it's like the way I explain it is like they're basically like Amish people that like also like heckle you, which like Amish people usually just like mind their own damn business. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Ezra, everyone. Hooray. You should share this podcast with your Hasidic Yiddish friends. All right. Uh, speaking of. Uh, Jewish names. Uh, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Abe Rabinovitz. Yay! Hey, that was quite the shtick. All right. The dying language. Okay. Uh, George W. Bush was also a pretty amazing painter. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, yeah, after every one of his paintings, he said, Mission accomplished. So that was. All right. Well, I guess I'm the only 46 year old here. That's fine. Guys, I'm a born-again Christian. Uh, I, uh, yeah, it was probably the Jewiest thing I'd ever done. 
I was just like, you never know. And then I uh, went back and repeated a bunch of shit that a priest said. Uh, and then I uh, sucked his cock. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's a joke, but um, I didn't suck anybody's cock yet. <laughs> yep, I uh, got the Jew thing going on. The, uh, yeah, my friend Ernest was like, you should be born again. And so I went and, and did it. He's like, you should do it. You got to get, you got to save your soul. And I was like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I need to do this. I'm of the chosen people, but I did it anyway. And then a few, a few years later, uh, he became a crip and, uh, yeah. So, and then he wanted me to be a crip. He's like, you need to get ranked in. I was like, I don't want to be a Jewish crip. You know, like the only crip that can't hang out on Saturdays and shit. Like, and they and they believe like like those 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 crips believe that Jews actually control the weather. They'll be like every year they'll be hassling me like this fucking better be a white Christmas, Abram. Puto. Yeah. And then I sucked all their dicks. Yeah, fucking. Uh, let's see here. I don't know what crips are doing anymore. Like techno <laughs> What are they like? Are they still banging? Are they using our technology? Like, technology's changing. Are they still emailing each other? Like, hey, guys, don't forget to wear blue today. You know, this is... This is our color, you guys. You know, we're ranking somebody in this weekend. You know, sign up for the doodle to do the ranking. I don't know who's up for this. You know, sign... Don't forget to write on the walls. You know, hashtag at Crips or whatever we're on Twitter. Uh, you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Mine, too. Um, it was... Uh, Does this need to be on? Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had a good one. My uh, my 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 girlfriend's mom was like, uh, you know, whispering in my ear. <laughs> it was really awkward. She's like, "You should stay with her. I'm gonna be dead soon. I want her to be happy before I die. You can live here." You know, parents say crazy shit. My mom, my mom was a respiratory therapist, and she she like notices people that have blue lips. So if you're not getting enough oxygen, and you have blue lips, that means you're not getting enough oxygen. She's like, Mitch McConnell has blue lips. I wish he would just fucking die. And uh, you know, moms say wild shit. I gotta get high around my mom because she'll just talk about about boring shit all the time. Uh, you know, she'll talk about her iCloud password. I'm like, I don't know your iCloud password. I don't know. I don't know what your iCloud password is. But when I'm when I want them high, I'm like, all right. I, I'm in the cloud right now. I'll go get that shit. All right. It's Steve Jobs 420. Yeah. We watched Naked and Afraid the other day, which made sense because that's how we both first met. And then I sucked her dick. All right. <laughs> that's the sound it made. Um, Christmas coming up. A couple years ago, my, my sister-in-law had a baby. After the baby was born, she got Bell's palsy, which I was like, well, that sounds like something you get around the holidays, right? I don't know. And they got they got upset at me because I was singing that holiday song, you know, deck the halls with bells and palsy, you know, oh, la 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 la, tis the season you can't smile. When you blink, I think you're winking. Fa la 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 la. I thought she was winking at me. Uh, I was like, what about my brother? She's like, it's the palsy. I was like, oh yeah. All right, thank you. Use the herb. Hey, for benefits, everyone, bringing us the Christmas spirit. All right. Um, just so you know, Brandon and Max, when someone's not here, I'll fit you guys in. 
Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, Brady Pearson! Now we're considering you for a part in our new production. How do you feel about playing? Well, hello, gentlemen. And Lauren. Lauren's always one of the guys, though. Come on. Yeah. One of my fantasies to be locked in a room in the mission with a bunch of guys. I know. He's like, oh my God, what's it going to do to me? Excuse me, do you speak homosexual or do, you, do we make you uncomfortable? No. Oh, you have? How was that? It's okay. Did, did you suck him off or anything like that? Just, just you know, asking for a friend. kind of guy we'll, we'll get together after the show i like that you know they might, i've been out a long time and i realize like i don't spend enough time trying to um speak heterosexual so i'm just gonna ask you guys some questions since there are a bunch of guys here okay so guys um are there any alpha males in the house right um so what makes you an alpha male? Just being fucking alpha. Yeah. So so you don't suck the dick. No, you don't. So does the, is the beta the one that sucks the dick? Is that what happens? No? Oh, oh right. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting confused. We have top and bottom where I'm from. I mean... But seriously, like, what is it? What is a beta? What is it like? Do you get what is it? Betas? Oh, it, could, it could be both ways. Well, that's see, that sounds like gay dating. I like it. I think we have more in common than we think about. I mean, hey. I mean, is anyone having a problem with cock sucking here? Is anyone that's not like they're cock sucked? Is there a single guy in here that with their eyes closed would say, please stop sucking my cock? No. Really? Okay, educate me, so tell me how. This is public relations here, people. Is it a ghost? It, it could... Can you get you? Apparently we can. Oh my god! Apparently you can get your dick sucked by a ghost. A poltergeist. It's a very different mood. Come, come into the light, Caroline. Okay. Oh wow! Come into the light, Caroline. Start dreaming of small women and big pools. Okay. Guys, you just feel so close to you tonight and. I want to thank you for coming to my fag talk. Um, no. But you don't like fag? Okay, so I have something just for you. Well, I mean, I don't know. This is, I guess I'm cute enough to be a bear, but I mean, I have to have a lot more her. But, you know, it's okay. <sighs> so, seeing you, my friend, you make me think of this boys camp that could have been but never was in Lake Putatinmi, Wisconsin. And we would run to the mess hall, and we would sing the camp put a tin me theme song, and it went a little some, some, something like this: <clears throat> Oh, I love you, put it in me, 
Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every gay. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm used to men walking out in the middle, too. It's... Thank you, guys. Yay! Brady, so brave doing crowd work with a room full of comedians. So brave. All right, uh, your next comedian, one of my favorite people in San Francisco. Clap your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you, everybody, Monday night people. All right. Um, I used to be more in touch with my body. And not in that way. Must everything be about sex with you people? Jeez. No, I'm talking about that, that uh, thing that you get when you, you exercise or do you know, yoga or something. I don't know. I don't do that kind of shit. I pretty much live in my head. And don't take that the wrong way either, you twisted lot. No, I mean, I have conversations in my head all the time. Like, why is that guy frowning? Is he mad at me? No, I think he's just crabby like that. Are you sure? I think it's me. Well, I know one thing I am in touch with, my feelings. And I can feel you wanted a better ending to this joke. So did I. All right. Uh, do you think cavemen knew that they had to have eight hours of sleep? And how could they tell? Did they, I think about, I woke up one day at two o'clock in the morning thinking about this. If they have, if the word came on down high from the Cavemen's of, um, Physicians Association that said eight hours of sleep is optimal, and all the cave people said to themselves, we wanna comply, let's do this. What is an hour? And where do I get eight of them? And then they said, bam, bam, go to sleep. Wake up when the cock crows. Because we don't, that needs a better ending if you guys have a suggestion because I've been working on it and I, I'm hitting a block. Um, what is this one? Oh, because I, oh no, that's, oh, I've been depressed um, about half of my, I've been clinically depressed about half of my life. Here's a depressing thought, sorry. Here's a depressing thought. I've been clinically depressed almost half my life. Here's an uplifting thought. At last count, 27 of my various therapist kids attended Stanford, Harvard, and Yale. Coincidence? I don't think so. Here's another depressing thought. I have a BA in English and theater, a master's in creative writing, a teaching credential, and a certificate of completion from Columbia University School of Bartending. All true. And yet I stand before you without a steady job. Here's an uplifting thought. At my last set, I got a free drink ticket. Comedy pays! Here's another depressing thought. Most women my age are married or in a relationship have kids and grandkids and good jobs and nice homes in Walnut Creek. I have none of those things. Here's a depressing thought. Most women my age are, or here's an uplifting thought. I'll get this right, yep. Most women my age are dead. <laughs> well, that's probably not a good, I'll work on that and get back to you. Thank you. Uh, 
You ever notice how once you start writing things down on little slips of paper that you have little slips of paper everywhere and post-its in all different colors and not lined paper and three by five cards and, and pretty soon you've got a mountain of little paper scripts of paper telling you that you're a failure because you can't have a book or a phone like, you know, normal people. And Okay, that's still working on that one. I mean, thank you. Um, that goes to this paper. See, this is old school here. Because I have OCD, people have asked me to explain the difference between obsessions and compulsions. When you have obsessions, you worry a lot. You avoid unlucky things like raisins. When you have compulsions, you repeat certain actions over and over. You touch and count whatever says, touch me, count me. Should you have both and you obsess all day about your compulsions, then you're fucked. <laughs> did I touch the kitchen table? When I left the kitchen, did I touch the table? It's Monday. I fight crime on Mondays. All right, there's some people in the other room I have to count. Thanks very much. Yay, Lord Crowds with new jokes. Yeah. Yeah, the caveman joke thing, I was thinking too. I was going to say pictures, something like the, their alarm is that they have to write, draw a picture on the wall or something or that. The, right. But, or that the saber-toothed tiger has to wake them up or. But. When Ugg gets eaten, that's when it's... No. Sabretooth tigers and cave drawings. Everybody, Lauren Kraut, yay! Yay, 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 Your next comedian, he was just uh, giving things... I laughed so hard at you on Saturday at that uh, show. Put your hands together, everybody, for Spencer Divine. Yay! I had a day. Uh, I walked, what, 14,000 steps, got a three PS3, and shoved a Muni cop. Uh, so I'm living real hard. He, it, they're not real cops. They can't impede your exit. They're not allowed to touch you. Just saying. And there's like, oh, there's a, there's a camera. You can't push me. There's a camera. And I'm like, what are you going to take it back to Muni CSI? And, and really crack down on every bearded dude that you find that didn't pay for the bus. It's all of them. None of us paid for the bus. <laughs> you know, fuck, fuck that. My tax dollars are going to freedom, not to this late-ass 29. Uh, I, um, I am an agnostic... Um, and what that means is that cosmically, I am undependable. Uh, I don't trust my opinion. There might be mustard somewhere on my body, and I don't trust it, my opinion of if there's a God or not. Uh, people are like, oh, Spencer, don't you, you know, you should get in good with God. Don't you want to be good with the man upstairs? Uh, no, I have five fucking roommates and no one told me God was moving in. I don't know how big eternity and all of everything is, but I'm sure it won't fit in a fucking two-by-two walk-in closet. 
How big's a walk-in closet? I don't know dimensions. Can God make a walk-in closet so small that he himself cannot accessorize it? I don't I don't know. These are the big questions we must uh I don't believe in superstitions. Um I, I, I feel that uh they are dumb and they're a way that we convince ourselves to be dumb. Uh, and so I walk under every ladder I see because that might be the safest place in an earthquake. Uh, and if I maybe I don't like how I look and I'm going to break a mirror uh, because they were built to be fragile. If you didn't want mirrors to break, maybe you should have made them stronger mirror industry. And God be damned if I give a black cat any more power over me than it already has. I, he already can just yell at me and I feed him if I have to stop and go around him every time he walks in front of me Jesus it's gonna be ancient Egypt all over again cats ruled those suckers no one no other no no other modern civilization is was like oh man cats are so cool we know they're evil we revere them but they're not good if 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 someone wants to know if you're a dog person it's a more serious question than it used to be uh it used to be like do you like dogs yeah i like dogs and then you would go on your way modern america and now it's actually a question that means are you a serial killer and can i trust you yeah. <laughs> if people want to know if you're a cat person that's a health check okay they're just making sure that you're okay if people want to know if you're a lizard person that's because they're in the deepest seats of government and they're behind everything uh, but, oh, no, how are we going to tell who the lizard people are? Has anyone in your life ever legitimately said you should eat a cricket? Fucking lizard person, okay? Just, I'm going to leave on that. Think about it. Follow the money. All right, I'm Spencer Divine. Spencer Divine, everyone. That was fantastic. Your cat said, oh, my God. Is he eating crickets? Dear Lord, that was amazing. All right, your next comedian is a favorite all over the Bay Area. Put your hands together for Jason King. Yay! How's it going, everybody? Make some noise for yourselves. We're doing the work. We're doing the work. Hell yeah. Good set last night, dog. All right, cool. We root for each other. Oh. He's gonna go wash his mouth off because things are gross. He's screaming in the bathroom. Everything's gonna be okay. Wash your mouth out. I, I don't know if we have hand sanitizer. I know there's some gel. I don't know. Oh God, are you okay? You can use a different microphone. Use the one that's on the table. Is, is he gonna be okay? It's like that time last week where I accidentally fed Kavita some pe pecans and. She almost died. You can use the other mic if you want on the table. Pull it out. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'd already touched my mouth. Is this? Does it work? All right. How's your days going? <laughs> um, I uh, I uh, let's see what I want to talk about. I 
Yeah, I, I guess, man. That's uh, follow, follow the trail and see where it goes. I don't know. Um, I uh, I recently saw my ex at a sex shop, uh, which wasn't ideal, you know, because like you know when when you're in that situation, I have to wonder for the rest of the day, like who's putting that gag in her mouth, and she has to. She now knows that I'm fucking a silicon butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's not that's not great and there's like there's no way to like take those facts and spin them positively you know this is not like she's using the gag because she's lonely and i'm i'm i bought the the butt because chicks dig it you know that's not that's not the case the worst part is that she she met me in the checkout line you know which means that i had to peruse the entire store you know and then i ended up with that you know i was like yeah I had to make that decision. I am, I am this sad. All right, cool. The joke is trash, <laughs> but I think the ending is interesting. I um, let's see. I I think it's interesting how like uh black people have like been blatantly giving each other advice in song for like hundreds of years, right? Like all like this, all like the slave songs. Like they teach you how to escape, right? It's like wait in the water right all those songs it's like that and I, I think it's just wild that they would like sing these songs right in front of their masters you know like the master would be watching them and they'd just be like smack your master over the head with the broom <laughs> when he's asleep at night <laughs> you know it's, it's fucking crazy the thing is like it was sometimes some of the, the instructions are so subtle right that uh, like they, the slaves might not even have known but they, they, those are the instructions, right? They might have just been running through the woods, and eventually, like, they hit a pond, they're trapped, and there's dogs behind them chasing them. They're like, wait a minute. Wait in the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then you kind of think about today, and then, you know, a lot of the gangster rap just tells you how to do, like, other illegal shit, you know? Right? They're like, they're like uh, baking soda. I've got baking soda. Whip it through the glass. <laughs> you know? I the same artist is, is the artist's name is OT Genesis. He has another song where he also explains how to make crack again. He's like, cut it, cut it, cut it, <laughs> cut it. For people who like rap music, the thing is, like, it's it's not only American black people that have been like slipping each other advice through song. Like, it's all it's also the Africans. Like, they do it too. Like, if you listen to African music, they tell you exactly when to hunt during the day. You know, like, 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 you know, you know, this one in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. We go out at night and <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hunt at nighttime. That's what that song is about. <laughs> All right, I'm running out of time, so I'm not going to be able to finish this. But um, I uh, going back to sex stuff, I, I recently let a girl tie me up and gag me. Yeah, I like that response. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I let a girl tie me up and gag me. But here's the thing: I, I only found out after she tied me up that this was only her second time having sex. So I was petrified, <laughs> right? I, uh, the thing is, like, uh, like you, you, you don't want to submit yourself to someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, right? Like, I was tied up, I was gagged, and I was blindfolded. So the only thing I can hear was, "Should I start with this?" <laughs> Right? I'm just sitting there on the bed like, no. 
<laughs> all right, I don't have time to finish this, guys. Thank you very much for the time. <laughs> Jason King, everyone. Hooray. I thought a wimbleway was the word for night. <laughs> no, I have no idea. A wimbleway, a wimbleway, a wimbleway, a wimbleway. It might be. I don't know. Sounded legit. All right. Um, after our next comedian, uh, Max, will have you go up. And your next comedian, put your hands together, everybody, for Kava to sing. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> this mic? You can use either one. That The other one was like this Mike Spencer sort of spit into, but it's your choice. Wait, so Jason, did she, uh, did she fart in your face? What was that? What was that sound? All right, that's tar. Oh yeah, what was the sound? Come out. Oh, oh, dude, that sounded like she was like taking a dump on your face, right? Am I right? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I'm gonna go home for the holidays. Uh, I'm not too excited to to go home. I feel like my mom feels less of my mom ever since she became a grandma. You know, like all of her attention has been diverted away from me and towards towards this like two foot babbling shit show. Um, and it makes me mad because like anytime she like waddles around the house running around half naked, it's like cute. But anytime I do it, it's like disturbing and traumatizes our accountant. You know, it just doesn't feel fair. Um, and yeah, no, I I it's like sometimes I just want to talk to my my niece and just be like, you know what? The unbalanced raisinette, that's my mom. That's my mom, okay? You have your mom, the well-adjusted, dimply one with the skincare routine. And then just shove her, you know? We can shove babies. You, their, their diapers are basically trampolines. I don't know. Um, I feel like I... I feel like I am a pretty good granddaughter, but um, my grandma makes me want to kill her too. Like... Uh, over the summer, uh, she she got COVID and she just like mass infected everyone in my family. And so my parents like at night made me check her oxygen levels, right? Um, and it was so low. I was like, ah, like, I was like, all right, mom, uh, good news and bad news. Good news, she's dead. Bad news is that she's come back as a vampire. Like it was just so disturbingly low. Um, my mom was like freaking out. She's like, oh my God, why is her O2 so low? And I was like, you know how Nani likes attention. You know, like, I just, I just feel like her brain was like, okay, no one has talked to me for two minutes. Body, shut the valves. Like nothing goes in, nothing comes out. Um, but yeah, no, my parents were like, oh my God, we gotta take her to the hospital. And I was like, wait. And I just go and I like put the little O2 thing on my finger and I'm just like, she's fine, you know? But I mean- you know, we ended up going to the hospital, okay? But, you know, we were waiting in the ER for six hours. And you know what? If you're waiting in the ER for six hours, eventually your body just, like, sorts itself out. You know, like, you could be spiraling for six hours. You could be spiraling for one hour, and then eventually your body is like, maybe I should just breathe. Um. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know why. I'm just talking. Uh. Okay. Uh, I think it's, I think it's hard being, um, I think rejecting people is really hard. It's no matter how like kindly it's put, getting rejected could be super challenging. Uh, you can't like, it's so, super easy to take it personally. Like this dude one time rejected me and he was like, he was super informal. It was like, 
hey, just wanted to inform you that I am no longer interested slash not feeling it. Glad we could reset and realign expectations. I was like, to whom it may concern, uh, was not expecting a return offer since it has been three months. By the way, it is absolutely not okay to listen to the fray on your running playlist. You know, not normal. Jesus, I didn't work on it. I don't have anything. Um, I feel like I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Yay! Cough it up. What's the fray? I'm really old and out of touch. The fray? I don't, I don't even know what that is. I am so out of touch. Oh, I know that song. Okay, okay, okay. That's I got it. I get your joke. All right, your next comedian. Excited, excited to have him here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Max Eddie. Let's go, dude. I fucking love the Frey Kavita. Shut the fuck up, dude. That shit, that shit slaps, dude. Whatever. But okay, I've been having this issue recently. Do you guys get like the same targeted ad over and over again? Like it's so I've been having that recently, uh, but it's not good. Like ten times a day, I get a targeted ad that's like, "Were you molested in the Boy Scouts?" Which is it's like it's not the time you know ever you know like i'm just i'm searching for tchotchkes on amazon and amazon's like max something happened like it's it's not like that's it, the crazy thing too is i was in the boy scouts i don't think anything happened but that algorithm is very good okay so i don't know maybe bezos knows something that i buried is all i'm saying like maybe when i was 10 i was getting diddled in a tent and jeff was outside on a laptop like he's gonna need to know about this later like you know we're gonna sell him better help you know but um yeah man i only got my dick sucked once in the boy scouts and uh, it was by a mosquito so it was chill um but yeah i actually i did get a mosquito bite on my dick one time and i had to tell my scoutmaster about it but i didn't want to tell him where it was so i just asked him i was like what do you do for a mosquito bite and he's like well what you're gonna want to do is put lotion on it i was like cool what's next um it's literally all I do. I was jerking off. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, it's a, that'd be crazy to be a mosquito that sucked a dick. Like, cause, like you can't, you can't like go back to arms and legs and shit, right? Like, that's the holy grail. Like, that's it's all blood. Like, it's like imagine being a mosquito trying to explain it to your friends. Like, dude, I swear to God, between his legs, like, <laughs> like, is everything? Like, he saw a pretty lady and just <laughs> like, um, um, and. Spencer's like, man, you got fucking malaria. Shut the fuck up, bro. Um, mosquitoes from the projects. So um, <laughs> it's a fucking down mosquito. Um, yeah, uh, this is dumb. I don't know if it's even a joke yet, but it did happen to me today. Uh, a dog ran up to me at Golden Gate Park today, and I pet I pet the dog because it was like licking me. The owner was like, "Don't pet my dog. What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't." I, she came on to me like that's. <laughs> That's like, that's, I like, you're rape, um, or what, I don't know, but, um, and she was like, it, she's a service dog, and I was like, oh, what's wrong with you? Uh, I didn't say that, but, <laughs> that would've been fun, but, um, uh, I was like, I how am I supposed to know that? And she's like, she's wearing a vest, and I was like, I, I don't know, you just seem like the kind of cunt that would dress up their dog, uh, like, yeah, that or she works for the Salvation Army, I don't really know, but, um, 
But uh, then uh, she said, she hit me with the line of like, would you pet somebody who's at work? Like the dog is at work right now. Would you pet somebody who's at work? And I'm like, if I paid for it, like uh, <laughs> if I paid extra, I should have said extra. That would have been funnier. But um, yeah, the dog is a stripper and I had sex with it. Um, is, that, is that a good end to the joke? I had sex with a dog, <laughs> like sexual. Can you, could you stand up while you clap, John, please? <laughs> um, do I, thank you, thank you. Um, do I have anything else? I'm sure I do. Oh, uh, did you guys know that um, men uh, go to the doctor less than women? Did you, like, that's so, that's so funny that, like, men will literally die before they, like, ask anybody for help. Like, just, like, fucking having a heart attack. Like, no, I'm fucking good. Like, no, fuck. Um, it's, it's just, that's so funny to me. Like, you're literally, you're like, oh, fuck. It's like, no, you're dead, dude. Like, it's just, um, yeah. No, men go to the doctor less than women. And uh, real men don't go to the doctor at all. Okay, that's... That's what I say. Okay. I've had a ringing in my ears for eight, eight months. Uh, my sister says it's tinnitus. I call it freedom. Okay. I do. And I say, let freedom ring. Honestly, let freedom ring. Like it's, yeah, it's dumb. Uh, but um, yeah, um, I think, um, did you guys like the part where I had sex with a dog? Was that where I had sexual, it was, it was doggy style. Uh, just FYI. I don't know if I mentioned that part. Um, no, you guys are great. Thank you. Bye. Magnetic pushing boundaries, how edgy! That edgy dog fucking material, hell yeah! Your next comedian's new to the room, so clap your hands together, everybody, for Art Galustenyan! Yay! you are an alpha male you fuck dogs don't go to the doctor that's some real real alpha male shit i like that all right guys um i'm from san francisco but i think san francisco is weird because in san francisco it's easier to come out as gay than it is as a joe rogan fan you know what i mean i've lived in san francisco for 20 years but i'm actually an immigrant and like my family and i have gone through some real struggles and hardships before we got here you know like violence discrimination my parents refugees all that and a lot of immigrants relate to this, right? They got similar backgrounds. But I got this coworker that always tries to relate to me on immigrant shit. She'll always say shit like, or that really resonates with me because, as you know, I'm an immigrant myself. And it pisses me off because she's from Canada. You know what I mean? Like two, three years ago in my country where I'm from, Armenia, we were fighting a war for, like, our survival. Two, three years ago, Canada was fighting the Golden State Warriors for an NBA championship. You know what I mean? It's not the same. But I'm Armenian. I actually lived in Russia for 10 years. And some of that Russian thinking rubbed off on me because I look at Canada and I'll just think like, damn, that's like America's Ukraine. You know what I mean? We should take them over. All right, enough shitting on Canada. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I got arrested. And I went to jail, which sounds badass, but it's stupid because I got arrested in San Francisco for weed. Which is like damaging your eardrum by using a Q-tip. You know what I mean? Like they'll warn you that it could happen. You never heard of it actually happening to nobody. What's stupider is I didn't get arrested by a San Francisco police officer. I got arrested by a San Francisco State University police officer. You know how embarrassing it is getting arrested by a campus cop? That's like getting suspended by a substitute teacher. Because are they even allowed to do that? And the stupidest part, I didn't even go to SF State. I was just driving by. 
And what happened was I had weed in the car. I was driving. I pulled over. A few days before, I actually watched this YouTube video that taught you how to deal with cops. So I thought I was ready. I thought I was going to get away. I thought I was a goddamn lawyer. The cop walks up. He's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I said, no, officer, I do not because they tell you not to admit your guilt. He says, get out the car. I'm going to search it. I said, no, officer, I do not consent to the search. You're going to need a warrant for that. Then he said, get the fuck out of the car. I'm going to drag you out. And I didn't know what to do because I fell asleep before the video ended. So I, I didn't get to that part. So I got out of the car. He handcuffed me. I was sitting on the curb. Two more cop cars pull up because he called for backup. Here's how I imagine the conversation went. He called for backup. He's like, hey, this is the campus cop. I made an arrest. I need backup. And the cop on the line was probably like, are you even allowed to do that? Um, so I kind of give off douchey vibes. I get that. And I drive a Tesla, so it doesn't help with that at all. But it's weird having a Tesla because when I first got it, people are like, oh, that's great. You must really want to save the environment. But now people are like, oh, that's douchey. You must really want to suck Elon's cock. And I don't understand why people assume those two things are mutually exclusive. Like, yes, I want to save the environment and suck his dick. Get the fuck out of here. Thank you. I don't like double standards. For example, when a woman squirts, people are like, that's some sexy ass shit. But if a man squirts, they're like, that's some R. Kelly ass shit. It's the same P. All right, let's see what else I got. All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. Clap your hands together for art, everyone. Yay. Yay. Thanks for coming and being here. Yeah, I know. Squirting, huh? I mean, okay. Yeah, I don't, I just, I, I just, I hate doing um, laundry. <laughs> I only pee on people in the shower. That's just, you know, the way to get it done. Your next comedian, I don't know where he pees on people. Put your hands together for Dorian Trung. Yay. <laughs> Uh, I've been watching uh, the World Cup lately, and that's uh, right. It turns out I'm a patriot. I didn't even know about that, man. I just, I like five minutes in, and I'm like, these boys are heroes. Speaking of patriots, uh, did you guys hear BTS? Uh, they're deciding to join the military, which is, uh, I think it's like a great, great idea, you know what I mean? Because like no one's ever seen BTS, and it's like, oh no, BTS. Their kill count's going to be so high, guys. It's going to be so high. You guys hear about Taylor Swift? Tickets to her concert are like $40,000 into the nosebleeds. I know. I thought there was a recession going on. What the fuck, dude? I think the recession's a myth. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yesterday I just watched an episode of My 600-Pound Life, and I'm like, they still, we still got a lot, you know what I mean? Like, they, they'll be fine with like 50% of what they, ha they have, you know? I've been watching a lot of TV, as you guys can imagine. I, I've uh, I've been watching um, the new Game of Thrones uh, show. You guys ever you guys see that yet? House of Dragon. Really makes me wish I had a sister. I uh, <laughs> I was getting high uh, watching watching soccer. I was getting high, and then my friend said something incredibly stupid to me. She was like, uh, I think uh, if we gave everybody a baby the day the day they turn 18, the world would be a better place. I know it wouldn't. We'll just have a bunch of single moms with two babies. I have a friend, uh, she was like, I don't like that joke uh, because it's sexist. And I, and I told her, I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because uh, my mom used to beat me when I was a child. 
and uh, she wasn't very good at it. I was like, I could take this for like another 10 years, easy, easy. I, uh, I'm, I'm recently single, which is a good time, you know, to be single during the holidays, you know, you save a lot of money. <laughs> I started going on like online dating. I'm going to tell you, it's online dating is unfair, you know what I mean? Because women have, you know, uh, the filters and stuff. That shit don't work on guys, man. I try to put one of those filters on, I just look like uh, Mrs. Potato Head. I don't know. I don't have a. I don't have a face. I don't have a face for Tinder. My face is more suited for like uh, blind dates and arranged marriages. I'm the guy you match with your favorite, your fourth favorite daughter, the lesbian of the family. You might, you might see like the most like butch person, and then uh, you put her next to me, and uh, we just look like a couple that likes to go to Slizzler, you know. How much time do I have, Bam? Oh, nice, nice, nice. I, uh, my friend, uh, my friend's a huge Kanye supporter. He uh, dressed up as Kanye for Halloween recently. That is crazy, dude. He even crazier. He wore one of those uh, sweatshirts, that new Kanye sweatshirts that says uh, "White Lives Matter" on it. I was like, "Dang, dude, come here, dude. That's not cool. All lives matter." All right, that's my time. Thank you. Dorian Trong, everyone. Go see his show every other Friday at Emperor Norton's Poosland, 7 o'clock every other Friday. I'm so unhip, I thought Kanye West was an airline. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for John Gallagher. Yay! <laughs> hey. Guys, we Twitter finally did it. We took a picture of an ant's face. Huh? Don't you love that? Everybody was waiting for. We finally used Twitter to take pictures of ants' faces. Everybody was counting down the days, and boy, oh boy, it's finally here. Uh, there was they, they did that for real, and they put this picture of like an ant's face on Twitter, and they're like, "Look at how does, doesn't this look weird?" I mean, and you're like, "Oh, you mean the thing with the skeleton on the outside of its body and six legs? His face is weird." It's like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, I can buy that." It'd be weird if it had a normal face, like a dog's face. Like it's just a beagle. You're like, look at this, this is what an ant's face looks like. You're like, wow, that's adorable. I feel bad for burning thousands of you with magnifying glasses and, and pissing on you when I'm outside. <laughs> I don't know. I just love that. It's like, you, can you believe it? Yeah, fucking, am I going to disprove you? What a fucking, I, yeah, I take you to face value. Sure, that's what it looks like. Okay. Another thing too, uh, we just elected to ban flavored vapes. Did you guys see that? Fucking, I don't like. I don't it, like. I, I like to vote progressive. And one of the things it's, it, it annoys me that banning flavored tobacco is on the progressive agenda. You know what I mean? It's like, what is progressive about you know making candy flavors go away? I don't know. Like this seems like a pretty stupid decision. Like at this point, flavored tobacco might be the only good thing about the future, right? I, I mean, I'm being serious about that. It's like fucking oceans going away. It's burning. Barrier reefs are dead. Everything's dying. Sun's going to explode. It's like, but you can smell like cotton candy when nicotine's fucking you up. And you're like, yeah, okay. You can you can smoke a green apple. You're like, whoa, fuck, cool. And that's it. And they took that away. Now we got to fucking smoke like we're in the, you know, Eastern Block. Like we're, you know, like you don't have, it doesn't think everything has to be gray and bad, you know? Make it a little colorful while we all just burn. I don't know. Seems okay. At least one concession. That's what I want. 
Boy, oh boy, all the Eastern Bloc talk. Everybody, everybody's uh, get upset about Big Brother, huh? You guys worry about Big Brother watching you? Anybody worry about that? Yeah, I worry about it sometimes too. But you know what you should really be worried about? You should be worried about Little Brother, you know? Think about that guy just peering at you from behind corners. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, Shut up! Get out of here! I'm doing my taxes! Stop! I don't have time to explain this! You're annoying! Trying to hang out with you and your friends. I don't like Little Brother. <laughs> Much thank you, yeah. See, comedians, fucking geniuses. <laughs> Spent hours writing that beautiful joke. <laughs> Wouldn't that be annoying? You're sitting there just trying to, like a little, little guy just... The government would be a lot more tolerable if that's like, no, when you not doing anything. Like, shut up! Stop it! Get out of here, government! Trying to see what I'm doing. Max Eddie was talking about targeted targeted marketing. I uh, I get a lot of the the regular ones. I get the balding <laughs> balding guy. I get I keep the worst one is I get I keep getting the better help ad over and over again. And I'm like I'm just looking at baseball stats. What the fuck algorithm? It's like do you are you gonna kill yourself? It's like I'm maybe with if you keep giving me this fucking ad, I might. That'd be fun. You know? The one I remember I was in Mutiny Radio one time and I think it was I was just I was uh, listening to a Ryan Levine do a set and then it just ad like instantly for no reason. Well, not not for no reason. There's a reason. It's a little anti-Semitic, okay? Start giving me uh, ads for trips to Israel. <laughs> like, as he was on stage, like, damn, all right. God, this thing is pretty good. I'd gotten, I sent it to Ryan immediately. And then he went He went to Israel. It was nice. You know, it worked out for everybody. Anyway, um, ants, faces. You got to Google them, you know? You got to check it out. Okay. Don Gallagher, yay! He just like ghosted the stage. I was like, oh, oh, he's done. Okay, that was awesome. Yay, yay, and then yay. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Denise Lee. Yay! Are these chopsticks on stage? What are these for? Oh, okay. Anyway, um, so uh, I uh, I had a New Year's resolution uh, in January to procrastinate less. I have not yet started on this New Year's resolution yet. I have about a month or so, I guess. Um, I uh, oh man, wow! You ever just like write jokes at home and you're like, damn, this is awesome, and you get up here and you're like, damn, this is absolute shit <laughs> um i got into a i got into a text fight with my sister over the weekend and i don't like text fights okay like did you know that if you send a text so long it doesn't even send as a bubble it sends as a separate note that you have to open up that's what i learned um Cool. Someone told me that was funny, and I'm going to tell them it was not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> growing up, I thought I thought for the longest time that I was a lesbian, but it turns out I just wanted friends. So that's a crazy realization. 
Yeah, to 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 think that you know you want to see a vagina, but really you just wanted camaraderie. That's what I, that's what I was seeking. Yeah, it was insane. The first time I watched lesbian porn, I liked everything up until the actual porn. They were like hanging out by the pool. I was like, oh, girl talk seems nice. That seems fun. I want to talk about my life. <laughs> Um, my parents are from Taiwan, or as China calls it, uh, China soon. Um, I, I spent a lot of time uh, growing up in Taiwan with my cousins, which just means I learned a lot about uh, doing the peace sign with every given opportunity. <laughs> Uh, like, like when people, like when people wave at me, I like to just do the peace sign back which is fine, except when people aren't waving at me, you know, it gets real awkward. Like if someone's, if I'm trying to wave back at someone and they're not waving at me, I can just pretend I'm like, you know, moving my hair. But if I'm doing the peace sign and they're not saying hi to me, then I'm just like, oh, it's a bunny, you know, like it's quotation marks. I don't know. Um... I uh, I feel like you can tell a lot about the quality of your Uber by what kind of car they drive. You know, like if it's a Prius, I'm like, all right, this is going to be a good ride. It's going to be smooth and quiet. Maybe they'll whisper to their distant cousins in a foreign country. But if it's like a Ford F-150 truck, I'm like, shit, we're going to have to make conversation now. Um, you know what's crazy? My lips touched the mic and it was wet and I didn't even react. I was just like, oh, this is casual. This is normal, you know? <laughs> when Jason was freaking out over the his lips touching the mic, I'm like, oh, that happens to me like every time. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought we were all used to that. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should be more sanitary. Okay, thank you. Hey. Denise Lee, yay! We've got three comics left. Everybody, thanks for sticking around. It's um, exciting that you're all still here. And um, yeah, remember when everyone used to bring their own microphones? Wasn't that, <laughs> there wasn't, not everything was terrible about COVID, you know what I mean? All right, um, <clears throat> Brandon, did you just go in the bathroom? Okay, then we're going to have Brett go and then you. Put your hands together for Brett Harper Jennings! Well, things like. Uh, okay. Um, I I think uh, I think it doesn't really matter. It's a small room. Um, I don't. Okay, cool. Oh God, I too. Um, I I think people are too comfortable t uh, talking to me. Uh, I think they conf <laughs> they confess things. I was on a date, and within 15 minutes, he was trying to like promote eugenics. He was like, if it had been used as it had been intended to, it was a, would have been a good thing. And like, he was Jewish. And so that was also confusing because he was saying that like in Nazi Germany, like Jews would have come out on top. So eugenics was a good thing. And I was like, uh, maybe like, cause I didn't want to, I didn't know how to get out of it. Um, and then, and then, but he was really like, uh, gross. Um, <laughs> he and he he got like a giant pretzel with mustard and and instead of, he wouldn't dip the pretzel in the mustard he would kind of just like spin it 
around like on top he would like graze it and then eat it uh, and so i started i was like you know dip dip the pretzel uh so i was like yelling at him to dip the pretzel i was like just dip it and he was like no but it's too the spice of the mustard is too much there's too much vinegar and i was like dip it dip it and and then he started dipping it and then he started crying because there was too much vinegar in the mustard and i was like this is the person who is promoting eugenics <laughs> like this is i was like you wouldn't survive and he was like i'm sorry and i was like okay um we're friends now <laughs> um my mom uh she's she's the funniest person i know i think she's so funny uh but when she drinks she gets very boring like she's she tells worse stories uh we were at thanksgiving and she went into this like 20 minute story about our thermostat she was like there were so many wires and i was like ah oh, you should tell them about the threesome with the drug dealer like that was such a better story there were so many twists and turns. She has crazy stories and she went with the thermostat. And I know that's not funny yet, but I just, something about that bugs me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why this room just feels woo, fun today. Um, <laughs> I, I also, there were, this is kind of a Jewish theme set. Um, a lot of, there were a lot of, um, at our, at Thanksgiving, we were with our neighbors and their cousins had just left like the Hasidic Jewish community in Brooklyn. And I was like, oh, well, what are you looking forward to? The like, what's the biggest difference? And they were like, ah, oh, well, have you heard of like vaping? And, and they were just, they were like, I had all these vapes and they were like, it's great. And I was like, I'm so glad that I know that my reaction to vaping is appropriate. Like I love vaping and they, the Hasidic Jews love vaping. Like we're on the same page. Okay. Thank you. Um, as a child, uh, my mother would show me videos on how to make friends. Uh, UCLA put out these videos and they would teach you how to make friends. <laughs> and my mom, uh, and they, and they were always, they would show two people and they'd be like, do you think Jan is making like a too much eye contact B a, appropriate amount of eye contact C not enough. And Jan would be like facing the wall. Like she wasn't even, <laughs> And I'd be like, not enough. And my mom would be like, you're right. And didn't work. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Red Opera Jennings, everyone. We have two comics left. Stick around. Your next one. Put your hands together for Brandon. Yay. Holy shit. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pam, I'm sorry for putting my hand on your hand when you're about to squonk the horn i was just trying to have a bonding moment my bad bro uh uh welcome welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of uh who let this nigga on the stage <laughs> don't look like that sir nah it was crazy it's uh it, it, it's 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 wild newman was here he gone now he was talking about like drooling and certain dreams he had and sexual exploits so i'm just gonna kind of just riff off of what he was talking about first off i had this crazy dream uh i was kicking it with dave Chappelle, and in my dream i had asked him like yo can i write jokes for you and he told me no and i woke up like damn nigga even in my dreams my dreams don't come true it's like shit like <laughs> i gotta start thinking more positively this shit's starting to affect my subconscious uh 
fucking and then Newman was also talking about like i feel like a lot of people up here was talking about a lot of freak shit they be into so i just might as well just go out and just just jump out the window on y'all um i was hooking up and i know right now anti-semitism is like a hot topic in the comedy uh circuit i was hooking up with this beautiful jewish girl she had the fatty and then at one point uh i, I jacked off on her titties and then i licked my semen off her titties and then spit it in her mouth i heard from this bitch since you know what i mean like she's i haven't heard and she was so upset at me when i did it too she's like oh my god like what would you do and i was like damn bitch i was just trying to show you a better life like i was trying to be cute and adventurous and shit i, I didn't know this was the vanilla sex hour i was trying to take you down that rocky road nigga like what the fuck yeah man uh did anybody see the black panther movie that new one wakanda forever yeah good don't don't as as an african-american person don't watch that shit that shit was horrible everybody in marvel studios needs they ass whooped like i don't understand i'm trying to understand who greenlit this movie like why would they think it's cool to make a movie about a mexican man punching black lesbians for three hours i was confused very confused i understand but they made it you watched it so whatever um <laughs> yeah fucking uh hold on time out i'm just just going through just going through the motions oh you know what after i got done watching wakanda for you know what i've been thinking about recently i don't i don't trust people non-black people who just ride with black people on every situation they just they just they just defend them on every situation it's like i'm a black man even i sometimes like fuck these niggas these niggas are stupid as hell you know what i'm saying it's like really you riding with niggas on everything like I don't, I don't i don't i don't trust you i have this uh i have this joke sometimes where i'll just go on stage and just be like black lives matter sometimes just to see how people's just to see just to see how people react to that shit like i remember i said that shit one time and this, and this white woman was like oh. i was like yeah i don't trust you yeah i don't i don't trust you like for 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 example pam pam and i say this respectfully say for instance you're having a one night stand with a black man and this nigga had erectile dysfunction his life will not matter to you tomorrow morning <laughs> you're gonna ghost him i know it and you know it okay black lives matter sometimes god damn it fuck i just have to get that off my chest uh uh what else did i want to talk about what else did i want to get off my chest oh oh okay i know that right now this whole yay thing and then adidas and whatever uh okay so there's this sushi restaurant in los angeles called mashuga for sushi i thought mashuga was haha i thought mashuga was japanese mashuga is actually is it is it hebrew or, or yiddish is it yiddish it's yiddish for crazy if you know anything about the history of the, the fucking shit, you understand how that's a troll move. It's a troll move. It's, it's, and it, it's a Jewish-owned sushi shop. That's a troll move. But then on top of that, they have Japanese people making the sushi. That's a super troll move. But see, God works in mysterious ways. This is why God made me an African-American man who tells jokes and not a Japanese man who works at Mashuga for sushi. Because if it was me... I would have pulled the ultimate troll move and came out with the Holocaust roll. Now, I don't know exactly what the ingredients would be outside of Gavilta fish, but what I do know 
is that that sushi would have been deep fried okay <laughs> is that my thing okay i'm sorry i i saw i made a i made a i made an anti-semitism joke now i got the horn all right uh, okay i'm just fucking with you pam i i i've already i've already proved myself to you i've made you laugh so many times so it's like it's it's cool oh no i'm just joking with you um got you um one thing i pride myself on as an african-american comedian is that i don't really make a lot of jokes about white women because it's like you know we, we get it and, and and they get it they're evil but i understand like like i feel like white women kind of have more sociopathic tendencies than most people you're at six minutes you gotta be done you okay, gotta okay, be done okay, last okay. word seconds go i have nothing else to say i'm drunk and i'm glad you got you here brandon everyone hooray i'm sorry everyone else did four minutes and you did six and it's still my turn okay put yeah because you didn't hear the minute light at three like everyone else did your last comedian is me yay Thanks. I really appreciate you guys staying. Thank you for doing that. So San Francisco used to be cool, you guys. I've been here for 15 years, and San Francisco used to be cool. I came back from Thanksgiving, and I was walking up the street, and I was in a Thanksgiving mood, you know? And there was a guy, and I smiled at him, and I said, Happy Holidays. And then he looked at me, and he went, I'll give you $10 to make out with me. And I looked at her and I said, why did you have to make it gross? Like we had a really nice moment there for a second. I was trying to be nice. I never say happy holidays to people on the street. I was in a fucking holiday mood. I decided to be gracious and he made it gross. Why? Why San Francisco? It's disgusting. Like it's the soul sucking wasteland of Teslas. There's there's a guy driving a Tesla and then there's a guy with no shoes. And I'm like, ah, and you're only offering me 10 bucks to make out with you? Really? Me? I'm the man. Why? Not fair. Gross, San Francisco. I'm pissed off at you. No, everything's, I'm sorry. The whole city's falling apart and it's hilarious. Yay. Uh, no, you've noticed it. I mean, come on. How much poop is on the street? It's so, I can't even, I can't even. I wrote, I wrote down the new things that I was thinking about. First, it was that that guy asked to make out with me, which was horrible, and I really wanted to be in a good, happy mood. And the thing that made me so upset is that I'm not ever, I never, I'm usually just like looking down. I was in a festive mood. Like, far be it for me to actually be nice to people. Like, I never do it, and I chose to do it. And you know what San Francisco said? Fuck you, don't be nice. Be mean. Have a scowl on your face so that someone will go like, hey, <laughs> five bucks if you'll smile I'm like, like i'll take the five dollars for the smile but i'm not gonna make out with the guy on the corner no matter how much huck i had the other thing written down it said sf sucks now i have my new you'll love this okay so i took some acid the other day to try to get my head together did not work at all it did not didn't help at all and i couldn't stop thinking about breast milk like how well, it's just, it's a gland. We've got a gland in our body. And I never used mine or whatever, but I still have them and they're fetishized and it's weird. And so there's a gland in our body that secretes a liquid that has both colorative and nutritive content. And we use it to feed children. And then we like do it to animals and we make them. And then when you, when you pull it from a cow, it kind of looks like a dick. 
And I was like, this is weird. Nothing that makes me crazy is that why are, you know, we homogenize it, we pasteurize it, and nobody's thought to do this to men. So before the before you think I'm advocating for babies to suck dick, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we can take the jizz and it has calorative and nutritive content and we could maybe pasteurize it and homogenize it and like make it into a nut butter, right? And you have the key to solving world hunger in your nut sack, you selfish assholes. That's how I know men are the worst. Is you're like, let's 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 enslave an entire species of animal and we're gonna use their bodies for food when you have the food inside you all the time. And the only smart people are the gay guys because they're eating this shit up. That's why they're so fucking skinny. That's why they're twinks. They're so pretty and skinny because all they're eating is cum. They know the secret. There's nut butter. And I think, I think, I knew you'd like this joke. I knew that this is John Gallagher's. The thing is that what I think is that I think we've been missing out on the whole alchemy from the beginning. If we take, if you take breast milk and jizz and put it together and leave it out on the counter, it turns into cheese. No, maybe, I don't know. I'm making shit up with that. Okay, other than my new, that's my new jizz joke, which I'm proud of. Thank you. And then there was the thing. I wrote it down. World Cup, ah, my life is off because of World Cup. I'm waking up with, like, with the weirdest hours and drinking. Jesus Christ. Whew. And I don't even care about America tomorrow. Fuck them. I'm sorry. Oh, did I say there? I'm going to get like, like ads or something. I like the Swiss. Uh, there was, God, what was the thing? It doesn't matter. But there was a thing and I had it written down and I was like, this is a new thing I want to talk about. Doesn't matter. I've already wasted your time. I did my four minutes. Thank you guys. Thanks for being here. Um, I guess uh, if anyone's driving over to Blarney Stone, I wouldn't mind a ride. Um, thanks for staying till the end. That's really nice of you guys. Okay. Yay. Bye. Yay. Lauren brought cookies. Smell the smoke from all around. Ice Cube is down with the PE. Now every single bitch wanna see me. Big Daddy is smooth word to mother. Let's check out a flick that exploits the color. Rolling through Hollywood late at night. Red blue lights with a common sight. Pull to the curb, get played like a sucker. Don't fight the power, the motherfucker. As I walk the streets of Hollywood Boulevard, thinking how hard it was for those who starred in the movies, portraying the roles of butlers and maids, slaves and hoes. Many intelligent black men seem to. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my, feeling my. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling my. What's up, everybody? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome to Cookie Monsters Podcast, baby. This is Eric Island, the one and only, a.k.a. Deacon the Sneakin', a.k.a. the fool with all the tools. The flavor you savor, giving game to all my friends and neighbors. Man, welcome to the world premiere of Cookie Monsters. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We in the building broadcasting live from Mutiny Radio FM down in San Francisco, California. Man, I'm glad all y'all are tapping in with me today. Man, we got a live show, man. We're going to be here for a quick minute. Just check, catch, catching in on the ones and twos. You know what I'm saying? And just kind of tapping in with the people. So for those of you guys who don't know, whole Cookie Monsters uh, concept comes from uh, basically giving love to our women. We're going to be talking about sex and relationships. Um, there's no way in any way to demean or 
degrade any women. It's really just to uh, uplift and motivate and give you guys all the power and respect that we know you are about. Now, in the building today, man, we got a special guest in the building, uh, Miss Pam Benjamin. She's running the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival down here in San Francisco, California. Uh, she's going to tap in with us for a little bit. Is there anything that's off limits that we can't talk about? No. And on Mutiny Radio, you can F-bomb and you can say anything you want. So. Oh, man. We're about to get into some real stuff, dude. Yeah. We're about to get into some real stuff. So uh, my whole premise uh, when we first started this podcast was really just to uh, shine light on women. So oh. before I get off into that, I want to uh, just give you a minute to kind of give my viewers uh, some background on yourself, how you got into the comedy game, and how this Mutiny uh, Radio Festival came to life. Well, first I have to tell you, I have a cookie tattoo. Hey! Yes! I did not know that. Okay. So, uh, clearly we're kindred spirits. I love cookies. Uh, and I like the euphemism. I like the metaphor for women's girly parts. I think that's really nice. <laughs> I have a tasty cookie. Hey! Uh, um, yeah, Mutiny Radio has been in existence since 2011. I took over as the director in 2013, and I did the first comedy festival in 2016. So this is the sixth year. And even in 2020, my festival used to be in March. So it was always like the first through the fifth or the first through the seventh of March. And so we had the 2020 festival right before COVID hit. Oh, wow. So there are a bunch of comics here and we were doing everything and it was super fun. And then COVID shut down and it was like, ah, but I got to do my festival. So I didn't have to take a year off, which made me really happy and excited. So uh, sixth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. I've got 75 comics, six venues, 24 shows, all these master classes and podcasts and it's just been great to get to know a bunch of different comics from all over the United States and for them to get to know each other because whenever we go wherever, you know, now we have connections. And so I think that's important in comedy and like providing those kind of first connections for people to right. start doing more traveling and most definitely. Yeah. Do more festivals, have somewhere to stay, a couch to crash on, et that cetera, part, et cetera. Man, that's it. That's important. That's important. Yeah. So how long have you been doing comedy yourself and what was your... 10 plus years. I started, my first set was July 17th, 2011. Okay. Yeah. So. What, what made you migrate that way? I mean. Well, I have an MFA in poetry, so I come from a poetry background. Okay. And I love poetry. I just didn't have enough stage time. So I stopped. It really, it was really what it was because I love performing so much. And I used to be a dancer and I was an actor, all these things, right? And. So I love stage time and with poetry and I love expressing myself and I loved poetry because it was like, Oh, my heart and soul is and I'm memorizing my work. I'm so pretentious. I'm so smart. Yeah. And that's so clever and all that. But audiences don't necessarily want to listen to like poems about my third abortion, but my jokes about my third abortion are hilarious. <laughs> like they're super hilarious. And I've only had two abortions. The third is just for comic effect. So, but yeah, I've been doing it for over 10 years now and I love, I mean, I love stand-up comedy so much. Man, that is interesting. <laughs> and we are kind of like kindred spirits because I migrated into comedy um, through the theater as well. Oh, cool. And I got off into theater really late in life, just fell in love with it, got the bug, and just like I couldn't stay off of stage. But yeah. then it's so uh, heartbreaking when you go to these auditions and you're like, I know I got this part. I killed it in the audition. And then you don't get picked. Right. And so a lot of times I would finish up shows and I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? And so comedy gave me an opportunity to get on stage and kind of keep that effect of being able to entertain and put smiles on people's faces. So 
Uh, that's definitely one of the things that we do have in common. And theater's terrible because you get cast, but then you have to do all this work and rehearsal and memorizing and blocking costumes and sets and props. Blah, blah. I used to own a theater company too. Oh my God. Years and years ago. And so you do all of this work and then you have like four shows a week for four <laughs> weeks and that's it. You become like best friends with these people that you bond with and you have this right. project together. And then all of a sudden, poof, it's gone. It's gone. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute, where did my friend group go? When is my next show happening? But as a producer of a theater, it was, it was awful. There's so many, just the prop sets, costumes, all that. But that's why I love radio, and that's why I love stand-up, is you provide your own costume. Right. All it is is a microphone. The set is already there for you. Right. So it's, and you get to write your own script. So it was the same, it, like, it hits all my buttons where it's like, I love being on stage, I just all that work was right. just like, <laughs> and it's it's brutal. It's brutal on relationships. Oh because yeah, because people who are not from that world don't really understand the much time that you have to invest in, you know, getting up there and putting on a good show. Because yeah. none of us want to get up there and make an ass of ourselves. You know, you want to yeah. have your lines memorized. You want to be able to emote. Yeah, and people that don't come from that world, I've lost. Uh, so many lady friends because like, you don't have time for me. And I'm like, you don't get it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's a lot of time that goes into it besides just being up on that stage. So yeah, most definitely. Uh, well, every relationship I've ever had has been completely destroyed by comedy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I don't, I, I realized that at this festival time, you know, I'm trying to sell tickets and do all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't have any friends. Right that aren't comedians. And sometimes I don't even consider comedians my friends. I think that I think they're friends and then they're just acquaintances. And then my heart gets broken because I feel like we're supposed to be friends. And then I, you know, but we're not. We just all happen to be in the same place at the same time. So I've learned a lot of lessons though about people and how much to trust people and how much not to trust people. But that's the beauty of stand-up. It's just you. So the only person you have to trust is yourself. Right. I mean, it's like being a boxer in the ring. I mm -hmm. mean, but it is a brutal, uh, wide awakening fact when you find out your somebody you think is your friend is really just your acquaintance. Yeah. And it's, oh, man, it is heartbreaking. I, I've been in, I've actually been dealing with that quite a bit lately because even though I'm kind of to myself and I can gravitate and do a lot of things on my own. I like being part of a team. Sure. And so, you know, I'm kind of loyal to the soil type of person. So once I dig in, I'm like, you my people. Right. I expect the same energy in return. And mm -hmm. so when you don't get that, it can be a little bit disheartening. Yeah. So we go tap in, man. We're going to go ahead and get this thing going, man. We got some uh, interesting questions that I have put awesome. out to the uh, viewership. Ooh. And I got some interesting responses. So um, we go tap in and just let you uh, answer these questions. And I'm going to answer them with you. And then we'll check in with the viewership and um, see what they had to say about it. Fantastic. Um, so the first question is, what's the oldest age you could have a threesome and why? What's the oldest age? I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put a cap on that. Why would anybody put a cap on a on a threesome, I think that eighty-year-olds should be able to fuck. I, there's nothing wrong with that. Like if I'm, if I'm, if eighty years old, I reach and in a group home of old people, I am. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna be the sexiest bitch on the motherfucking block. Right. Like right, I'm gonna, like I'm gonna. Of course, I threesomes. Why, 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 why stop it at three? Why not five? Like why, old people orgies. Like what else are you gonna do when you're old? Drink and fuck. I'm like what you. else do you have? Drugs. I, 
I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to be the old dude at the nursing home that's really still trying to get it on. If I can get yeah. it up, I'm trying to get it on. Well, there's Viagra for that. You're fine. And you know what, guys? Like, you can... Uh, you you can use your hands. You can, there's all kinds of things you can use if it doesn't, you know, if it's not performing, you know. I think the question really came up because what I have found is that there's an interesting question that happens when you get to a certain. I'm 40 plus, mm, and too. so when you get to dating, you have these questions and things. I've watched a lot of reality TV, and so I see on reality TV a lot of these couples who are like, as they quote unquote, gay for the weekend. Uh, they bring other people into their relationships and I always wonder how that worked in the real world, so to speak. And a lot of ladies that I talk to is like, oh, I did that in college or, oh, you know, I'm past that. Um, you know, I'm not into it. And so mm. uh, that's where the question was coming from. Like, is there an age limit to having threesomes? Because a lot of the people I ran into always seem like either they had did it or they just so I would say that it also depends if you're in a if you're in a relationship or not. Like if you're just a person and you're a free agent, yeah, threesomes all forever. But if I was like in a married, if I was like married or something lame like that, and then I might be like, well, you know, I'm an adult and there's a cap on that or whatever. Or, but then I wouldn't. I'd be like, let's fucking take some MDMA and see what happens with you know fucking Cindy. <laughs> I believe that though. I mean. There are a lot of people that have that same sentiment. Um, I haven't ran into a lot, but I've seen and, and talked to uh, a lot of people who seem to feel like, hey, man, uh, the more the merrier. Uh, life is about the spice of life and being able to do and have fun mm -hmm. and do all those things. So Heck yeah. I'm most definitely about it. Now, I had a uh, comment from one of our, our viewers and trying to pull it up. So that I could uh, share that with you guys. And they were, of course, it would be one of those situations where I have to go to another medium in order to see it. The sentiment from two of the viewers were like, there wasn't an age limit on the threesome, but they just weren't interested in it. Oh. And, and I think there's some trust issues and things of that nature that was going on. And so um, that never happened. Well, I i mean, a couple, it was, it was a couple weeks ago, but I had like a, I, I guess it would be a foursome, but it was a gay guy. It was a gay guy, a bi guy, and a straight guy, and me. And we all were pretty wasted, and we had a really fun night. <laughs> and I, I was, because it was funny, because my gay buddy, he was trying to hit on the bi guy, and then it all just sort of happened at once. And I was like, all right, this is happening. And it was really fun. I had a really good time. <laughs> well, one of my queer guests, uh, he he wrote in and he said, um, the oldest it is for you to do a threesome is when you can't thrust or get fucked without throwing out a hip or breaking a bone. So <laughs> I, I think that's a good. There's good pillows. There's there's <laughs> there's straps. There's sex swings. There's all kinds of not that I've used any of these things. I'm I'm actually I'm quite vanilla. <laughs> so the next question is. Uh, is polyamorous the new trend, and would you be in a polyamorous relationship? You know, I would be into polyamory as long as I could be like the queen bee. Like, if, if I was, if everybody was trying to, like, I just, I, my feelings could potentially get hurt. If I was, like, I feel like, I mean, I could have 12 boyfriends. Gotcha. But I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily be super happy about them having other girlfriends but so, that's just because i'm a total narcissist and you know 
the your vajayjay is the only vajayjay they should want. No, that's not what I'm saying. It, it's more like, and it isn't the sex either. Honestly, it's more of like the emotional connection. I'm like, I'm like an emotional connection junkie. I mean, okay. I was a fucking poet for God's sake. Like, I love feelings, and I love that feeling of like being wanted or being interesting or people like, you know, people being into me. I fucking love that shit. So. To kind of get that from multiple, it would be a total, it would be a dream to have that from multiple sources. I don't have that from any sources right now. So to have it from like lots of them would be like, whoa, you know, people trying to woo me or bring me gifts or just be really nice to me or, you know, try to, I I don't know. When I first heard of polyamory and I was trying to really get into, you know, what it was all about, I thought it was just a slick way that white folks could have orgies and get away with it. (laughs) And once I kind of got off into like what the definition of it was and, uh, you know, people having consensual, you know, relationships and stuff, you know, there's a lot of trust and things that have to go on into it. I don't know if I can necessarily do it. And it's not even an ego thing. It's just most of the sisters I know, they ain't going for that shit. You know what I'm saying? It ain't happening. You know what I'm saying? You're right. It is a lot of trust stuff. And there's also a lot of like, are you using condoms with your other partners? Are you getting tested regularly? Et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I've, I've never, well, I have a joke where I say, oh, I, when I was married, I got my first STD sexually transmitted debt but i i actually have never i i mean i've never had an std at all and i'm 47 right years old right on so i've you know i've kept it clean up to, i guess up to this point i mean that's one of the so this will get a little deep i i'm very my ex-husband um i was married for a while and my ex-husband was african-american and he never went down on me at all and it just wasn't something that he did and what? it just wasn't something that is it jamaican went, no no it's from uh he's from la ish area tragedy but anyways so he never did that so it's just never part of our thing and it just still isn't but that's great because herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes it's just location location <laughs> location so if somebody actually had a cold sore and i didn't recognize it and they went down on me they could absolutely give me give my my pristine gorgeous vagina herpes Trash. and so it's tragic but i've lived 47 years without it so i feel like girl you know like i fucking yeah, I got it. My it's it's all nice and clean. I don't want to give it any chlamydia or gonorrhea. Chlamydia is not a flower. Right, right. If it ain't <laughs> broke, let's not fix it. That part. Is anal taboo? I mean, do you enjoy anal play or penetration? I don't ever want anything as large as a man's penis in my butt. But right. I don't mind a little finger now and then. And that's fine. But I no, I think that a lot of times like straight up anal with women is more of like a power thing and so it isn't because there's not a lot like it's very pleasurable to like you know a little pinky is fine you know like mm-hmm. that's fine but oh my god dicks are so big for that tiny little hole <laughs> like so i'm just not it's and and there's also like i understand with men like like anal sex go 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 have fun you have a prostate there's a thing that can happen it can be totally pleasurable and wonderful experience for you but for me, I have a really nice, like, moist hole in the front that's easy, easy entry. And um, so I don't understand why we'd want to go the other direction if it's about my pleasure. Right, right. Right. Okay. So one of our viewers, they wrote in and um, <laughs> they spoke about the polyamorous trend. And they said, for a lot of people, it is a trend. But for many others, it's really the best way for them to be in a relationship and get their needs met. I personally cannot do it. It would be too much to manage all those different relationships. 
However, I would be open to an open relationship where we can sleep with other people, just no strings attached. See, now that's the difference. I don't like to sleep with people unless there's strings attached. Mm. Like, I just don't see the point anymore. I don't see the point of just sleeping around. Like, if it's fun, like the other night, well, the other night when I had my crazy little orgy with the boys, that was super fun. And, but that was like, that was just like, I'm playing, I'm having fun. It, that was different. Right. But, and that's unusual for me. That was like a weird, weird night. I was, I was overreacting to some other issues. So I, when I, when, when things upset me in one realm of my life, I often act out in other ways. So I just was acting out that night and I get that. But like, I like to actually have sex with people that like me because they, then they want to please me and then I have connection with them. And I, and I like to, I don't, I mean, I'd want to do it again if it's good. I don't want to like, and then if you've done it with somebody a couple of times, like you're obviously building a relationship of some kind and there's already going to be strings attached. Right. So, I mean, like a one night stand or a super fun time, like I get that. But then, you know, I don't know. Then it's just, I, I, would, I don't know. I, I like, like attuning to my needs. A lot of that is like emotional shit. Like I've got a lot, like I require a lot of attention. So... Well, that's nothing. That's not unusual. A lot of women require <laughs> a lot of attention. Uh, a lot of us brothers, a lot of us men, have recognized that women need um, a lot of attention, and there's nothing wrong with that. God made you guys that way, or the Creator, whoever you subscribe to, uh, made it that way. And so um, I can see that. You know, uh, those are my needs. Like if you're saying in those polyamorous relationships that it's a way to get your needs met, well, maybe it's impossible for one man to fulfill all my needs and I might require multiple partners to for like intellectual stimulation for right. creative stimulation for sexual stimulation for you know yeah I mean all that kind some of people just like to fuck and you know that's yeah. just their thing and you know any way they can get it that's what's going on so um there's layers to it but yeah. we thought we'd throw the question out there and well, see what type good. of responses we got um I always I got to Chime in with my guy because he is funny as hell. Uh, ain't no taboo. He said, motherfucker, I am a black gay bottom. If you are not trying to put your dick in my ass, we are not having sex, period. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that answers that question. Um, well, but that's the thing is that there's also so much communication in that statement, but that when you're gay, you say you're a bottom and everyone, and then you, there's communication is there. You know what's going on. Right. You're a catch, you're top, you're a bottom. And, and, but they don't, we don't, I don't think that like cisgendered straight people have those kinds of conversations. Like, nah, I, I can't say that it's not a, a normal conversation that happened. Now I have uh, entertained uh, ladies through anal who really just asked me to do it and they just love it. Well, there you go. Um, I've never personally uh, liked anal play. Uh, I've had some women try some things before, and uh, it didn't do anything good for me. Now, you know, when there is communication as far as you trying to establish a relationship and conversation is going on, um, you know, I'm open to trying some things. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But when it tried for me, it didn't do nothing for me. Gotcha. You know? So sure. I was like, eh, that's not my cup of tea. Sure. But um, I have had women who prefer. Interesting. You know, that uh, anal goes down more so than uh, their vagina. Huh. You know, so it's a strange world. We meet different people. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. <laughs> I mean, I, I, whatever people want to do, I don't care what they're, you know, 
If you want to do a handstand, whatever, do some gymnastics, like that part, whatever you want, whatever you want, do whatever you want in your, it, whatever turns you on, baby doll. Like, it's fine. It's, do you still believe in the sanctity of marriage? Or you think that's a thing still for people? Um, so I believe in my own, I have per, personal integrity in that I never, I never cheated on my, on my ex-husband. I I did not do that. Even when I'm not going down on you, you just never. No, I never a... cheated on him. Wow! And, but I had a relationship for for six years, almost seven years, that ended right before COVID, and I broke up with him specifically because I did not want to cheat on him. And I told him that too. I said, "Hey, I'm having feelings for another person, and I need to not do this anymore because I don't think it's fair to you for me to. I'm not, and I'm not going to do something where I." And, and nothing ever even came of that. Nothing even happened. But I'm really glad that I kept my personal integrity rather than, because I could have cheated. I could have had a one-night stand with this kid. Right. But I, I didn't because I didn't want to cheat because that's my integrity. Do you think you're rare in that, in that yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because... Yeah, people aren't, people aren't honest. I try to be really, really honest. And, um, and I don't think other people are. I think people just say whatever to get whatever they... That it, and I, it's fine. And I don't put... I'm not trying to hold anyone else to a higher standard. I just have a very high standard of myself of of honesty and um of if i say i'm going to do something i do it and right. i don't back down from that so when i was married i was a good i was a good wife i could believe that you know for me i always said i mean i'm an aries i'm straight to the point um i don't mind telling you like it is but i do have a hard time hurting people's feelings sure and so i think that's been one of the issues with a lot of people that i talk to when we have this conversation is not wanting to hurt the other person's feelings that they're just not meeting your needs, you know, and they might be out. good people. They might be great people. Uh, but when it comes to the intimacy part of the relationship or just getting those needs met, sure. they're not striking that match for you. Right. And then you just got to be honest and move on or, or change the nature of the relationship. You know, that's, that's, that happens too. Makes sense to me. Makes I'm, sense to me. I'm finally friends with. I'm friends with all my ex boyfriends now. Um, I'm cordial with my ex husband. We just don't have any reason to talk anymore. But um, if he did, I'd we'd be we'd be fine in the same room together. But I have I have ex boyfriends that I'm like, legitimately consider like really really incredibly good friends of mine. Okay. So we just don't have sex anymore. That I, mean, I still love hanging out with them. That's actually a great segue. Uh, one of my other questions was, would you ever date an ex and, and, and why? And so absolutely, that's good, good information. Some people um, wrote in that, you know, they wouldn't uh, date an ex just depending on how the relationship ended mm. and, you know, what the status was. Um, if they had actually done the work on themselves and, you know, things were different because they realized people grow and change sure. and whatnot. Um, I've I was married before and divorced. Uh, me and my ex, we had a, a rough breakup, and for a while we were not even speaking to each oh. other. Um, but things, you know, after time has gotten better, and I consider them one of my best friends. You know, oh, what I'm saying great. to this day, uh, we can actually talk about a lot of things where once before we couldn't. And ironically, we have even better conversations now than we did when we were together. So yeah. um, I think it is possible to date an ex. I think that is something that's. I guess there's a saying saying sometimes it's better to deal with the devil, you know, than the sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think that's possible. Um, okay. I think this is one for the, for the ladies. Um, 
and you may have already answered this already uh would you have a man for pleasure and then a different man for security um i don't need any man for security ever i can totally i'm a feminist i can do it on my own i don't need any help from any man i didn't even take any alimony or palimony from my ex-husband i took no money from him i gave him the house i didn't take any i took nothing that wasn't mine that i didn't earn from before um I don't, I don't need I, to say, to ask a man for security, what, to, to be my bouncer? Uh, what do you mean? Like, to, to pay for me? I've never had, I've never even dated because I feel uncomfortable with men paying for me in any way. I don't need any help from any man ever. In fact, I'll buy them drinks. I'll take them out. I don't, I, I believe in, like, pure equality, and that's what puts women behind is when we say that we need men for, for anything, really, but specifically for security. What, for, like, financial security? Please. Like, I know women make 80 cents on the dollar, but I'm not, I don't, I would never need a man for security. I hear you. We need more of y'all up in Portland. <laughs> you got some friends. Y'all need, I'll get you an airplane ticket or something. You buying drinks and doing all that. No, I'm just saying I don't, I would never, I, it would make me feel uncomfortable for a man to pay for me because then I would feel, or to take care of me, because then I would feel indebted to them. Right. I would feel like I have to. I would feel a prostitution sort of thing where I have to service them. I have to do certain things right. for them because they are providing for me in a way that I can't for myself. So I, I believe in like a hundred percent autonomy as a person. No. Otherwise it's codependency. And I already did that with my ex-husband. Right. Like, no, I don't want to be codependent on anybody ever again for anything, even emotionally. I can totally respect that. Um, I think the pandemic really kind of switched some things around for people. I've seen uh, relationships now or people that are coexisting uh together because of those things um, because that security blanket was taken away jobs were taken away uh homes were taken away and so i've seen people actually just quite frankly using each other mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and so oh, yeah. that dynamic now exists a little bit more prevalent than maybe it was before uh when a lot of people's securities uh were taken away so that's where that question was was pulled from but i totally can respect where you're coming from you're an independent woman yeah. who can get things done on her own yeah and really respects the idea of hey i bring something to the table i don't need you to you know front my whole existence Never. type of thing that's i can't that, that that's even that that's even a social an idea that exists in society makes me very very sad or that it's anything that we promote right uh we we have like yeah, we we get we get close yeah. to the cool, end cool, of time, cool. man. We yeah. just says world premiere cookie time, monsters, man. This is just going by so good. I didn't mean to to get kind of triggered by that, but that's like one of my like whole feminist itch. I think that I think that women are bad feminists when they want it both ways. When right. they want men to take care of them, but then they also want autonomy. You either gotcha. you get one or the other. Yeah, I mean, even the whole dating thing as far as, you know, who pays and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm old fashioned to the sense that I was raised to, you know, treat women and, you know, pay for the meals. And then I was thinking, like, a lot of times women are just dating men because they know they're going to pay. It's a free meal. They're not really interested in, in the guy. And then, you know, it's like you work hard for your money, you know, yeah. and it's like, hey, let's do this Dutch thing. You know, if you feel something later on, then we can get to it. <laughs> So I want to get to one last question before we have to wrap it up for this time. Uh, the guys, the show will be going on a little change. You're going to be bringing in some co-hosts uh, when we get back to Portland. Uh, shout out to uh, Lorraine, uh, Miss Lolo, and uh, my boy Ike Chambers, uh, Mr. Ikey. Um, they're going to be co-hosting with me. So we're going to be going through some uh, some uh, changes on the show and uh, making sure we keep it live and fresh. Uh, I think the last question is just one of those cheesy questions that we always ask. Um, if there was a celebrity you could freak, 
Who would it be? Keanu Reeves. Keanu. Tell it, me why. I don't even have to tell you why. I'm just curious. Okay, okay so for, for the first reason, his girlfriend or wife, I don't think they're married yet, she's a regular lady. She has like regular hair that she hasn't dyed. She's like, she's Keanu Age's age. Keanu Reeves' age, which I think is, he's like a real guy. Also, he's in a band, which is super cool. And like, oh my God, he's so hot, fucking hot. He's half Japanese. Did you know that? He's half Keanu Reeves, he's in, the, he's in the Matrix, for God's sake. He's the hottest guy. He's like tall and like lanky and he like hits things. He's great. And he knows, I know Kung Fu. I mean, I'm not hating on your aunt. I know Keanu is one of those guys that a lot of women love. I mean, he has that look. He has that Or Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, too. Okay. And Brad Pitt now. Like, Brad Pitt, 50-year-old Brad Pitt. He's fucking hot as fuck. Yeah, Brad can still get it from that, a lot of women um, today. That I, Once I Upon a Time it. in Hollywood movie, that entire movie was so that I could <laughs> see him without his shirt on on that fucking roof. It was gorgeous. I was like, the entire movie was built so you could see Brad Pitt without his clothes on. Pam, that was it. you are fucking awesome. You know Keanu. what I'm saying? And with a name like Keanu, I mean, shit, yeah. you're going to get laid. It's just the way it goes. Listen, guys, man, my name is Eric Island, man. You guys just tapped into the first world premiere of Cookie Monsters, man. We're going to be getting this recorded and sent out to you guys all over the world. So you guys tap back in with us next time, man. And to the meantime, be safe. Lick some coochie, but make sure it's clean, baby. We out. <laughs> this is Olivia from San Francisco, and I'm listening to Ugly Sundays with Asian Christ. Society is always telling women, know your worth, know your worth, know your worth. But we act like men aren't supposed to know their worth. And people take issue when a man knows his worth. Men should know their worth just as much as a woman. You have to understand you have value here. You are just as important to this relationship as she is. So just as you need to give to her, she needs to give to you. It's a two-way street. And, and, and I think more importantly, you have to get to a point where you are not afraid if she walks away from you. The reality is that men, especially good men, get caught up in the fear of losing her. They do everything in their power to keep her, not realizing that now, rather than losing her, you're losing yourself. It's Kyle from Berkeley. Right, you're listening you to Ugly in. Sundays with Agent Christ. Hey. James, mate, what do you want to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Oh my God, is this Christ? Christ? Bukowski. Bukowski. East Oakland. Born and raised, we burn for days. Peep the age as I spit a page out my notebook. Where I write dope hooks. The type of rhymes that'll inspire hope. Look, these are the last days. Be sure to get your cash today. Give praise and pass the J to age, my beloved. Them green trees, best believe we love it. We roll it up, spark it, then puff it. This one's written for my partners, given all they can to stay out of prison. In this wicked system, dodging an evil popo who wanna see your heads get kicked in make us another motherfucking victim but i ain't tripping off the 5-0 today or survival today more concerned when shorty's eyes look my way she's cute as hell about 5-4 wearing boots and chanel smelling like passion fruit i wrote the l i asked for her email she's the flyest female and that's without the detail a ghetto queen i can tell this will work out so well i do this for you. Thank you.
I go to war and open doors for Wash the sink and buy a drink for Yo, I'll even go to the store and buy your female pads, mama Do that for you, mama Boy and girls are talking you Spanish or Asian, black or Caucasian, don't really matter as long as she's amazing. Gotta be dope to kick it with amazing Adrian, cause age is amazing. I say that in the mirror every day so I can maintain when I'm down and out. Cause more is what I rhyme about. I'm about 6'1", a black male who spits dumb, who did it for the love, never the income. So remember as I yell timber to the f***ed system in their members, I still surrender to you cause you's a tin who's a tender, rony, never a phony, I thank the Lord you know me, every day I pray you stay down with me, kinda like Clyde and Bonnie B, funny we have similar interests, we both like pimp sh- we both like shrimp and biscuits, and how Wu-Tang kicks they slang wicked, we both love life, the good and bad in it, when it's the time to finish this rhyme, remember who I do this for and I hope it stays on your mind. Yeah, you know, I do this all for you, mama. I do this for you. Yo, I beat them down off the street. I do that shit for you, mama. Yo, I even go to church and like iron my shirt. I do it for you. Strong, it tears their hearts to lose. Well, let's get for you, mama. Feeding Oh my God, is this Christ? I thank God that 
and learn how to de-stress Keep it cool and correct within my intellect Listen to those near me, don't trust who fear me Trust less who hear, but don't hear clearly I do not trust Siri, cause she need a replacement In the game of life, I need to cover my bases Rearrange my behavior, I and I is my savior Hip-hop my favorite flavor, I ain't no cakes crusader I am something greater, it's the sum of man Equal to equator, I might go to Japan to Ghana and Nigeria and become a citizen in Liberia. You can't stop me. No, you can't stop me. Yeah, you can't stop me. You can't stop me. You can't break me down. You can't copy. Crossroads, burning rubber, let them loose Live there to be dying young, yeah You get to choose Either way in these life decisions Or you will always lose
beautiful things we have in this stressed out world. Life's wonderful, baby. Get on T. The sun's baby. Holding hands, a scoop of ice cream, the simple thing. You texted me when I needed you the most. You sing to me. I'm I peep you sing. bring to me what life can bring. Okay, 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 ladies and gentlemen. I want all the fine ladies to get down on the to floor. The <laughs> on the dance floor. <laughs> What's going on? What's up, y'all? Yeah, uh, yeah uh, no one uh, could be uh, you, uh, but you. Yeah. You are yourself. You hear that? Be the be original on your own uh-huh. shit. Ladies and gentlemen. Keep being you. Welcome to another Sunday, ugly Sunday, with my man Christ One. Yeah. And the great homie Age Scott. Thank you, Christ. Thank you. And we are doing this with Mutiny Radio. We want to say off top, thank you, Pam, for holding us down. Thank you, Pam. And thank, thank you, you listeners, 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 for being here. Yeah. yeah. What's up? What's up, my all man Christ over here? We here doing it again for y'all. Man, ugly Sundays. We're here you live in the city. Yeah. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a gloomy, clear, typical San Francisco day, right? Yes, sir. Let me pass this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me one. There it is. Stretch. There it is. All right. Yeah. Shit. Bay Area. Um, How's y'all week? Thank you guys for being with us. How's your week? Um, let's encourage callers to call in. Christ, what is that yeah. number in front of you, my guy? Yeah, 415-550-0511. One more time, my guy. 415-550-0511. And hey. look, looks like we got a caller. Hey. Is that, am, I, am I here? Am I seeing things? Oh, we got a no, caller. Yeah. We only got a couple callers. We love it when we get calls, y'all. Um, yeah, call in. Call in. We're about to link it up. We're getting better at this. Hey, caller. We have caller. Caller, are you there? Caller, you there? Yes, sir. Hey, who is that? DJ Ro in the building. Hey, what's up, Ro? What's up, Ro? Man, giving a shout out to Ugly Radio as usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. But how you feel on this Sunday, bro? Oh, so funky. How you doing on this Sunday, bro? I didn't get home until like uh, three o'clock last night, man. I did a gig in golf. 
I seen that. I seen your Instagram. Your Facebook was lit. That shit looked live. Who? It, what, yeah, was it, it was fun? Cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was a, a birthday. Someone who's 60 years old. Just dope. So, it, was, it was live. They had family there. It was about 50, 60 people there. That's dope. That's dope. Good crowd. Good crowd, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, so bro, I mean, you know, first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, let people know that Rel is part of the Ugly Crew, you know, but he's doing all over the place. He's he's such a factor in the game. We appreciate you when you do come out. Yeah, um, man, but, I, you know, I want to apologize to you guys because, you know, as a DJ, you know how the holidays get, dude. The holidays are like the most requested days for DJs, man. So... Hello? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, here, we're yeah. here, we're here. Oh, yeah, I didn't know if y'all can see No, 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 we're here, bro, loud and clear, bro. Yo, yeah, yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to definitely make it through at least one of these uh, one of these Sundays, but, man, back when it gets to January, it's going to be back to how we usually do it for me. So, I'm going to be coming through more often. Okay, bro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before you get off the line, we want to say thank you for calling anyway, but I got to highlight you, bro. How do you feel about them ready today, bro? Holla. Man, the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> you can speak Dude, on it, bro. I'm speak on it. I'm, I'm going to be deep with it. I'm, I deep never on it, bro. Holler, bro. It, but I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. There, there's more to them just losing. I think um, this is my theory, and everybody can, can check into my theory on this. I really honestly think that a lot of the players you're seeing now, like Carr, Josh, Jacobs, and certain other players like Waller, I think by next season they're going to be gone. I think that's why they're not playing good right now. So we pretty much wrapping this season up and just calling a, a dunce. Oh yeah, dude, it's going to be a dude. It's the coach, man, McDaniel's. Josh McDaniel's came from the Patriots, and so he's coming on a team where these aren't typically his people. And I think he's trying to bring in his own kind of people. So I can just, I'm like, dude, these play calls are awful. So, I don't even okay. understand how they're, they're playing these, calling these bad plays. Okay, and bro. I think what's going to happen is he's going to call on his people. Excuse me. I just want to get straight to the point because I don't follow it enough. But with this loss, are they completely out of the playoff content, like competition? Like Technically, the- no. They can, they, if they can win eight more games, they could still be, whatever, they got six losses. They could be 10 and six. But I think they're 17 games, so they could be 11 and six. So they still could be in the playoffs, but they'd have to win every last game. Aye, okay. And, you know, they're going up against teams like the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs. They have to go against uh, the Chargers again. They got some hard teams to play. So, I just don't see it. Aye! But they do have a chance. It's not over. That's fire, bro. Well, like I said, bro, off top, bro, bro, thank you. For just fucking with us, bro. Seriously, bro. Seriously. Oh, and then a shout out to your new album, man. It was fire, man. Hey, Ugly Three. It is fire, dude. That's a dope album, man. I didn't realize you had so many different people on there, man. Yeah. Dope. Much props, man. Yeah, thank you, bro. Shit, yeah, we we, we both, both put our foot in that. I like that. That's a very good album, man. I'm 